know, when you talk about the um, the stuffy uh, prejudices that people sometimes have that, oh, women never did anything like that. They were good girls. You know, the, the Victorian age, they were so buttoned up in their corsets they could barely sit down, let alone have sex. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's that view. They weren't wearing any underwear. <laughs> Panties are a relatively late invention. (laughs) Well, that's right. You just make the hoop go the other way, and all of a sudden it's over your head. Easy access. (laughs) But when I think about that prejudice, I remember the opposite, which is uh, when I was a young women's studies student. This was the end of the 70s. I was just going to college. I signed up for all these feminist history classes, and these were pretty new in the state school system where Mm -hmm. I I was Mm -hmm. in. We were very militant, very political. And we would look at pictures and records uh, of women in the Victorian age and look at their affection, you know, the Mm -hmm. the Mm hand-holding, these letters they'd write to each other, the endearments, the, the way that having a best friend was like a, a titanic passion. Um, and I know for me, I identified with that because um, quite aside from sex, my girlfriends were my mm-hmm, mm-hmm. great passion platonically. And in our world, we sort of said, what if they're all having sex? You know, what if, of course, they didn't call themselves lesbians because there's no lesbian identity per se. I kind of started out with that idea in my mind that all this affection that one sees, the passionate friendships between women, that maybe all of that really was in some way lesbian. And that would be a kind of conceptual move to Mm -hmm. say, well, why not just say that's as lesbian as anything else? Or that just literally a lot of these women were probably having sex. What would stop them? Nobody would really care. It wasn't like the 20th century where you're called lezzy or fag from age two if you do something the slightest, right, di- right. you know, different from the norm. So there wasn't the same fear of a stigma. But I ended up feeling like it just wasn't the case in reality and that conceptually it wasn't necessarily the best way to understand these people either. And that just came from reading and reading and reading and reading a lot of material, not just about these women, but by them. So reading the letters they would write to each other, reading the stories they would write about each other's lives. A lot of friends would write their friends' biographies, something I can barely imagine happening now unless someone was famous and, you know, you were trying to capitalize off knowing somebody famous or you could publish the biography of just an ordinary person. You know, that is a great writing exercise. I'm going to do that. Oh. That would be really fun. I, yeah. I teach a lot of erotic writing classies, and I often have people write their own, a mm-hmm. little short version of a sexual memoir, but oh, I should have them listen to each other, you know, part, mm-hmm. partner them up, and no, you write someone <laughs> else's biography. <laughs> and... I definitely found that the way women wrote about their friendships was so intensely affectionate, physical, erotic. Women did sit around kissing each other, caressing each other, spent nights in bed together and wrote about it really openly. And in part, that very openness started to make me think that 
most of these women were probably not having sex with each other because they did know the difference between sex and not sex. And I think a lot of our... Carol Smith Rosenberg wrote an article in 1975 called The Female World of Love and Friendship, Mm -hmm. which articulated this continuum theory and said, you know, before Freud came along and said lesbianism was sick and bad, women could have these very deeply ardent relationships with each other. And she never really said whether she thought they were having sex or not. She totally waffled on that. And I teach that article all the time. Some of my students interpret her to be saying women were having sex all the time. That's what I did. And some (laughs) of my students interpret her to be saying, oh, you could have all of this kind of closeness without having sex. 